0: Good morning, Grace Summit. Break out the very white voice on you here. It's good to see everybody. We're about to go live and we are live. How about that? All right. well good morning to everybody here at Grace Summit at the Stockbridge campus and everybody online. We appreciate the online audience. We love you. appreciate you. The Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is there with you at home or wherever you're watching. I've watched them work on Sunday on occasionally. That's awesome. Big screen. Nothing like that IT department to give you that big 25 uh, inch monitor to watch church on. As long as we're not watching, I'll, I won't get in trouble for that. All right, so the Spirit of the Lord is here. It says, The Lord says, This is the la- day, David said, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So we're going to have a great Sunday morning. We're going we're to, Molly's going to lead us in praise and worship. The pastor has uh, always prepared a wonderful. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. Wonderful anointed message for us to take and take with us. And then we're going to go out into the world afterwards, have lunch. Yes, of course, I understand. And we're going to go spread the gospel because that's why we're here. They say we are the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth. He said if the salt loses its savor, what good is it to be trampled underfoot? I don't be trampled underfoot, all right? I want to stay salty. So there's a word of the day for you. Stay salty out there. And go. Stay salty. Stay up. We are the light. Jesus is the light, and we reflect that light. So go. All right? That's not what I had planned for this morning, but you guys got me on a roll. So stay salty. We're going to have Molly come do praise and worship. Take it away, Molly.
1: Can you all give it up for the Lord this morning in Jesus' name? Woo! We're gonna worship him this morning. So if you're not already standing, if you're able to, I'm gonna invite you to stand. And we're gonna worship him and praise him in all of his goodness, in Jesus name. There is a sound I love to hear, it's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears faith. In Jesus' name, oh, there is a sound, let's sing it out. There is a sound I love to hear, it's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear worship, he hears pain. Oh, wake our souls, Lord, we pray. You got awake, my soul. Wake my soul and sing. Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Wake my soul and sing. Sing his praise aloud sing his phrase aloud. he's good amen in jesus name sing it out, there is a sound. There is a sound that changes things, the sound of his people on their knees. Awake up! you slumbering, it's time to worship him. Awake. Sing His praise aloud, sing His praise aloud, wake my soul and sing. Sing His praise aloud, sing His praise aloud, and when He moves, and when He moves, and when we pray, His name and when he moves make no mistake the bowels of hell begin to shake Oh, hail the Lord oh hail the King and when he moves oh and when he moves and when we pray where stood wall now stands away where every promise is a. Shape oh hail the Lord, i oh, hail the key. Wake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud, sing his praise. Thank you, God. He's good, amen. In Jesus' name. He's good, amen. Amen, amen. In Jesus' name. We're going to sing a new song this morning that's really blessed me this week. And last night at prayer, we prayed for a lot of things. We partnered together for a lot of things. We bleed for healing for a lot of people. And so today, for especially for those who've been believing and praying, we're gonna declare over our lives that we're free, that it holds no bondage, that Jesus took it all to the cross, amen? Amen, let's sing this out. You broke the chains. You broke the chains of all bondage. You split impossible seas cast down the power of darkness and shame and you did it all for me you took the weight of rejection carried it all to a tree cast down the power of death and the grave and you did it all for me Hallelujah, I am free. Hallelujah. No longer bound, I am finally free. No longer bound, I am finally free. Amen. He's good all the time, amen. sing this your voice your voice releases the captives one word can change everything you raise up an army and drive here away and you do it all for me yes you do it all Things lovely, you stay when everyone leaves. No greater love have I ever known, and you give it all for me. am finally free in jesus name we're free from all things from sickness from disease from depression from bondage from struggle from strife from stress from anxiety we're free from it all and we welcome his spirit in this place for a fresh awakening for a new beginning in jesus name we welcome you here father god Have your way in this place, have your way in this service and in our hearts. Spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within. Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray. As we repent, turn from sin, revival, ambush, smoldering, breath of God, fan I send you flame. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing, a holy anointing. The power of your presence. Pour your spirit out Pour your spirit out Yeah Oh, let's sing this for hearts that burn We burn to you God For hearts that burn It's only fear Purified in faith and deed, Refiner's finer spar, strength in what so we made. So be the church that bear Your light, lamp of flame, city bright, King and kingdom, come is what we pray. We need a fresh wind. The fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out a holy anointing the power of your presence pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we need we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we pray a holy anointing the power of your presence pour your spirit out for your spirit out let's say that for for your spirit out for your spirit for your spirit out for your spirit for your spirit for your spirit for your spirit out Hear it out. the redeemed prophets die and sing. We can hear the wind blow blowing blow ache. upon our praise, sons and daughters sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing moon, that all, let all the redeemed Prophets die and sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Move upon our praise and daughters sing we can hear the wind blowing blowing we need a fresh wind Woo! the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out pour your spirit out we ask Lord for the holy anointing the power of your presence for your spirit out for your spirit out for your spirit out for your, your spirit out lord oh
2: you will grab hands with someone right beside you and father we just thank you right now we just uh Stretch forth our hands, Father, we just pray one for another. We ask you right now, go ahead and pray for one each other. Pray for those around you. Pray for them. Stir your voices up. Let your voices be stirred right now, Father. We thank you. We worship you, Father, for moving in their life. Thank you, Father, that you're good and that you're moving in this day. Thank you, Father, that your power is made manifest in our bodies today. Thank you, Father, that your hand is working in our life today. Thank you, Father, that you are pouring out your Spirit upon our lives today thank you father that we are experiencing waves of revival today thank you father right now that our bodies are renewed today thank you father that this is the day you have made and we rejoice in it in jesus name thank you father lift your hands up right now father we thank you right now we praise you, father and we give you glory and honor and everybody say amen Amen. give me a better amen Amen. give me a good amen and a good hand clap amen Amen. come on stir yourself up a little bit amen I, uh, you know, you can be seated. You know, this is a, we're gonna uh, worship with offering now, and uh, I, uh, I have been waiting to share this all week. Okay, so, you know, uh, um, I am. Um, I despise some things. Um, decaf coffee. Can I have an amen? Okay, I drink decaf coffee, but I still don't like it. But anyway. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. Um, But there's one thing I cannot stand is um, what I call summer attendance. You know, it comes and goes. I know today, right now, I know of uh, Pastor Hamby's out of town, Karen King's out of town, one of our elders. uh, I know of a couple of others that are out of town. And so, you know, you look at that and you get aggravated as a pastor. You know, who in here wants to see a full church? Say amen. Uh, thank God, the camera can't see the crowd. Can I have an amen? Okay, I think that I've, I've been meaning for us to, to film a full day, and we'll just splice it all in. Can I have an amen? You know, and uh, the way all the big names do it, and they do it that way. That's exactly what they do. But anyway, I. Um, but I'm thankful for the reach our church has. And you know, sometimes you look around, and uh, you know, not, not just not long ago. David told me not long ago. Uh, he was talking to somebody in here and they didn't know how long he'd been coming here. And that, you know, he's been coming here, what? How long, Dave? Nine years, eight years? Ten? So, I mean, mean, we've only been, uh, as a church, 11. So, right after, you know, but sometimes, you know, uh, I joke, we don't go all the way across the sanctuary and meet somebody, you know, whatever. And uh, so, uh, it's easy to sometimes sit and look at outward appearances and let that judge our life. Um, And sometimes, you know, and I have to fight that just like everybody else does. Um, And so, so but I want to give you a great testimony. So this is time for offering. I'm going to use this verse. This is uh, Acts chapter 10. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God also, always. And about the nine hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed, he asked, was afraid, and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. And then it tells about here where he says, send to Joppa for a man named Peter, and I always love it. And he says, and he will tell you what you must do. And he will tell you words. Because who in here knows an angel might be powerful, but they're not more powerful than you. Because you have the power to preach the gospel angels do not have that power And so Cornelius was an honorable man. Now. He's a gentile no covenant no covenant at all But a gentile who prayed honored god and it says he gave alms So he gave and it says that his giving was a memorial That god remembers that you know, some people don't like to talk about that And they they talk about if you ever talk about what I call memorial offerings or something Oh, that's just, you know, trying to beg god. Well, you know in the old testament hannah did it Hannah looked at God one day and she said listen if you'll give me a child and open up my womb I'll give him to you And uh, the prophet actually thought she was drunk Because she was over there crying so bad He kind of rebuked her and she said oh lord, oh my lord she goes i'm not drunk She tells him the story well who in here knows she had a child named samuel And here's the other side she had more children after that God honored that so god honors our giving And um there, there's an online member y'all have never met her I get notes and stuff, and uh, it just blesses me. I, I got this note this week from this old line member. And again, uh, it amazes me. So if, if, if all you ever do is look around and think, that's all we do, you're missing it. Um, they had some uh, student loan debt from 35 years ago. They did not qualify to have any relief whatsoever have not qualified ever as i understand and because of interest and penalties or whatever i'll tell you in a minute and they actually said i have they said i have been following your ministry i have been uh, practicing and they they get our monthly letter and uh, we'll have one uh, it should be ready tomorrow and it'll go out next week um, and I actually derelict in that I, I've been I, ooh, is, Are we am I humming? Yep. Emma, can you hear that? Yes. What do I need to do? Stand still what Oh, so it that, that, that wasn't nothing special And, um, so he, uh, so, so she She says, I've been practicing my giving and she goes and she called this and I and I do this she says and I've been believing and naming what I've been believing for And I've been believing for God to deliver me from this debt that she does not qualify for She has no right to any relief on that debt That is a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars And she got a letter this week It's all forgiven It's all gone No credit check no more things, no more problems. Can I have a good amen? Give me a better amen than that. I guess if it was you that had just been forgiven for three hundred, uh, three, what thirty uh, percent of a million dollars? Man, I would be buck naked running around the church. Can I have an amen? I'd be just like David, just dance my clothes off. Amen. And why? Because God is faithful, and so God's faithful in two areas. He's always faithful to pay attention to what we do, but he's also faithful. To remember us amen. and to bless us. Can I have an amen? So I want you to hold your offering in your hand. And whatever you're believing for uh, as an individual, uh, as a family, uh, believe for it. I Actually, on this offering for, for me today, this is something um, different for me and um, not the tithing, the giving part, what, what this is from. and uh, But I put on there what I'm believing for. Now the counters will see it. I don't care if the counters see it. I just did it for me. Can I have an amen? because uh, uh, I'm, I'm believing for some things so father in jesus name, i'm also believing for things here in jesus name y'all are going to see a gigantic wall of monitors up here can i have an amen okay father in jesus name we thank you father that right now you honor uh, that you hear us that you see us and that you know our hearts and you also see our giving and father we're thankful for that because we know that if you see and hear that you'll remember that because you're good your mercy endures forever and we thank you, Father, right now for the opportunity to sow, to give, to plant, to reap, to harvest in kingdom things. And thank you, Father, for ministering to our own, our own non-member. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and your hand being poured out upon them. Thank you, Father, for your goodness being displayed to them. Thank you, Father, that you deliver them from all the attacks of the enemy in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you that you have great plans that they can't even think of. Amen. And that for us, Father, you have the same and that you bring great grace grace and great growth and great spirit to grace someone so father we plant our seeds of faith into the kingdom we thank you father in jesus name our, our septic system is uh, fixed and paid thank you that our buildings pay thank you that you always bring in more than we ever need and father we just believe that you bring in uh twenty thousand dollars a week in jesus name for not only ministry but missions and father for every individual we believe that you meet all their need In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. And everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. Just come up to give. And let's just enter back into worship.
1: In Jesus' name. We're going to sing this. What a beautiful name. What a powerful name. What a wonderful name is Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all. let's sing that. You have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory yours is the name above one more time you have you have no rival you have no equal now and forever God you reign and yours is the kingdom Yours is the glory, yours is the name up all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing can stand again. What a powerful name it is—the name a blessing. Death could not, death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory now and forever God you reign yours is and yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory yours is the name above all name let sing that yours is and yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory yours is the name up names, what a powerful name it is What a powerful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing compares to this What a powerful name it is The name a oh, blessing! What a beautiful, what a beautiful name it is! What a beautiful name it is! The name of Jesus Christ, my King! What a beautiful name it is! Nothing compassion to What a beautiful name it is! The name. Of Jesus. Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh. For just a moment lift your hands father we thank you right now everybody say it. what a beautiful name what a beautiful name father we lay hands on our bodies if you will do that if you're at home do that father we thank you that your name is more powerful than anything on this earth any sickness any disease any tragedy over alzheimer's over dementia father we thank you right now that our minds are alert our hearts are receptive to you. Our bodies are healing and being whole every day by your power, that I, uh, the Bible says our outward man perishes, but our inward man is renewed. Father, we thank you that we also have the promise that length of days and long life will we be established in Jesus' name. And Father I'm just reminded to of, of uh, Moses, whose eye was not dim, nor his strength abated. So Father, we thank you that our eyes are not dim nor our strength diminished in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 Give the Lord a good hand clap. Amen. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, do me a favor. Turn around and give somebody a good high five. I'm in a sports motif mode today. The Braves are in first place. Can I have an amen? Amen. And uh, God is good. Amen. Glory to God, and if He's gonna be good to anybody, He's gonna be good to you. Amen. Glory to God. If you got your Bibles, throw with me to First Samuel chapter 17. I uh, I'm gonna jump and skip a couple things. Now I didn't preach on this. I, you know, last week I, we were going to a wedding uh, for a young guy in the church, and y'all probably y'all some of y'all know him, uh, Josh Colleen. But um, he um, him and his dad own restaurants, and so he has to work a lot of Sundays, but. Um, anyway he, this is his church and so he asked me and so we went down there and it was great it was hot can i have an amen it was an outdoor wedding and um but so i didn't preach on this i know uh, karen did and karen did a good job thank god and so uh, um um uh, so beginning with first Samuel chapter 17 we're gonna pick up on david uh and i have been uh believe i've been looking forward to this part of david uh for weeks i, I love this about this story first Samuel chapter 17 um 22 and just to give a real quick background to all the way to the end of the verse is the story of david and goliath David and goliath you know, david and david is sent by his dad he shows up He starts by asking that question because he hears you know that there's this giant out there And he asks the question what will happen to the man that kills the giant does anybody remember? Three things happens to the man that kills the giant He is going to get great riches He is going to get a king's daughter and he's going to have, his father's house will be free from taxes. Any one of them's good, as long as the daughter's good looking. Can I have an amen? We don't know what she looked like, so maybe that wasn't a real positive. I don't know. I've always joked, if you're having to give her away, she might not be easy to get rid of. Okay? I mean, anyway, okay. But, but more than like, she's a beautiful girl. Um, so he kept going around. Is this, Is this true? Is this true? Is this true? Well, his brother hears it and gets all mad about it because who were you? And then it goes on, this is verse 25. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man? And he starts talking. Um, verse 28 is when his brother Eliab uh, hears him and he, he's just so dismissive to him. Who in here knows sometimes your family does not support who you become. That's right. So you should never let that bother you. If they didn't support David, they didn't support Joseph, they didn't support jesus (laughs) we in good company can i have an amen okay so david actually said verse 29 what have i done now is there not a cause now from 30 to the very end of the chapter this is the part where david knows what happens and he actually goes up to saul and saul finds out about this it says when verse uh, 31 when the words which david spoke were heard They reported them to Saul and he sent for him and David said to Saul let no man's heart fail because of him Your servant will go fight with this Philistine now who in here knows the Bible says that the righteous are bold like a lion But this promise was to everybody on that field of battle Every soldier had just as much covenant right to what David did and even more so Saul had a right to what David did They all had covenant I'm just going to be real blunt. They all had the marks of a covenant yeah. called circumcision. Yeah. So it wasn't a question of whether or not, you know, and that's what Satan does to us. Well, maybe you ain't really saved. no, they could, they could look. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm part of the group. I got a covenant. There was no, it was like a ring. There's no question. Everybody could have done it. Don't you think somebody else probably would have tried? You would think. Somebody would have said, I can't. But there's a lot at stake. And when there's a lot at stake, people pull back. I mean, they just pull back, but there's a lot at stake. Uh, who's ever heard of Evil Knievel? Yeah. Well, Evil Knievel, some people don't know this, but if you're a golfer, you do. He was a good golfer. He was a very good golfer. But he was also a huge better. And so during his golf days, when he was in good shape, he would compete and gamble with professional golfers. So these are the guys winning the Masters. And they said he would be like, you know, the, the, the pro would hit in the sand. And he'd look at, he'd look at him, he goes, 50,000, this is back in the 80s and 90s. He'd go, $50,000, you can't make the putt. $100,000, you can't do an, uh, get it up and down, meaning hit it out of the bunker, one putt. Now these guys are at least 10 or 15 strokes better than him as a golfer. But they weren't as good of a gambler. Because he made the comment, he says, when I'm on that place, I'm betting my money. He said, when they're out there on the PGA playing, they're playing for prize money. He said, it's a whole lot of difference of backbone to bet your money. And he says, I beat them all the time. Because when it's $50,000, their money, he said, they they fold, they flop, they they choke. He says, I don't choke because I don't care if I win it or lose it. Now, who in here knows David what an evil can evil? Can I amen? David did not want to lose it. But none of them other people did either. Even again, Saul himself shrunk back from it. Saul should have been the one to say, listen, we're going to take him down. So David looks at him and says, verse 36 your servants killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he's defied the armies of God. Moreover, the Lord Lord, who delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to him, go and the Lord be with you. Now, who in here knows the reason why David had such a strong foundation? Says the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Why? Because he put his faith in God. And that's a very simple, basic message. And everybody ought to say amen. Amen. Because that means you get that but he did it to the point of action not talking and that's the other side most people just talk about it or we think about it no we have to not only talk about it but act on it in fact i will say let's use this phrase the talking is just as much an action as the doing but you have to have some action with it and he acted it out he was he was like i I can do this the lord's with me i mean he's delivered me before he's gonna deliver me again now, I, I just threw this out for a moment. Those are bold words coming from a 16, 17, 15-year-old kid to a king. Those are bold words. Who in here knows it takes some boldness to speak words? Amen. A lot of times we don't have that boldness. We should have that boldness. We should always have that boldness. And I'm not talking about talking to heathen people. I'm talking about in the quietness of our closet, in the, in the emptiness of life sometimes, to speak it out that God's doing things and that god is with me i will live and not die i will see the salvation of the lord my body is right with god my body operates as it should god meets my needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus Amen. well i just you know I mean, well, what, what if he don't? i had a pastor tell me one time and we were talking he, he had gone through a really bad divorce and god had healed him and he had gotten remarried and his first wife was just wicked and she she turned and he told me, he said, man, he said, before I got, had that divorce, he said, man, I was wild. I said, what do you mean? He said, man, he goes, you're preaching. He said, man, I just, he said, he goes, I just, he goes, I did stuff. He goes, I don't even know why I did it. He said, I remember preaching one morning. He said, I, he says, I slapped the pulpit. He said, church, you don't want to miss tonight's service. Three people are going to be supernaturally healed in this service. He said, after service, I thought, oh my God, what have I said? He says, oh God, what if we don't even have three people show up? You know, he he said, I just, he said, he goes, every time that happened, he said, after that, he said, buddy, he said, people come. He said, we'd have have at least three people get significantly healed. He said, he said, he goes, there was a boldness and a fire in me. And he stopped and he said, but that divorce took something out of me. He said, it ripped a part of that, you know, completion. You know, he goes, I felt like such a failure. See, David, thank God, didn't have that to deal with. Sometimes as you get older in life, you deal with that. Because who in here has ever made a mistake? Never. Raise your hand, Mark. Raise your hand right now. Okay, Amen. okay, okay. And I got mine with you. I got mine with you. Amen. I thought I made a mistake one time, but I was wrong. Can I have any more kind of <laughs> I'm sorry. Amen. That's, that's not true at all. Now, if we get to verse 40, 42, it says that when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. Now that word there means to despise. Goliath himself right now is insulted that a man of war from his youth is gonna be sent a kid who doesn't even have armor on. Now you know that's insulting. But here's something that's even amazing. I'll throw this out real quick because I don't have time to do it later. Goliath never even drew his sword. That's how cocky and arrogant he was that he would kill this kid. Now, he had an armor bearer, a, sword, a a shield bearer in front of him. So I guess maybe he figured the shield bearer may kill him too. It's really a two to one fight at that moment. That's the very beginning. But Goliath never drew his sword. And the reason it says that is because after that rock hit him in the head and just blew his brains apart, it says that David walked over and took Goliath's sword out of the sheath and cut his head off. I don't mean this wrong, I just, thank God I'm alive when I am today, because it says he carried it around for a while. What you got there, David? Souvenir. Can I have an amen? Amen? So, so So the Philistine said, let's look at this, everybody starts talking, verse 43, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, verse 44, "'Come to me, I will give your flesh to the birds of the air "'and the beasts of the field.'" But the Philistine is a non-covenant man with no covenant resources, and he curses in the name of his gods, which nothing of that has power in it. David says to the Philistine, "'You come to me with a sword and a spear "'and with a javelin, "'but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts.'" The God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled right there are two invokings of the name of God of what she comes this day the Lord number three will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you so David if you will prophesied right here how he's gonna kill him that's boldness and to this day I, I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there's a God in Israel four times Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord five times does not save with the sword and the spear. For the battle is the Lord six times, and he will give seven times you into my hands. He invokes, if you will, God's name, his covenant, his personhood, at least six, seven times in that speech. Now, if you will, with me, turn with me to Romans chapter 10. I will find it in a moment. Who in here loves your Bible? I mean, just loves the Bible you use. I, I, I had this one re-covered. Re I mean, this is just my favorite Bible. It does so good. But I don't have all the places memorized yet. So, Kind I have an amen? You know what I mean? Like, you know when Certain things are our side. anyway. Romans chapter 10. Uh, Romans chapter 10 is a passage that we all should know. Who in here has ever heard me uh, give an invitation for salvation in one of two ways? You know, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, that's ten, seventeen. 17. Or most of the time I will say, you know, that if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, that's nine and 10. So this is a fundamental, basic passage we should all walk in with the Lord Jesus Christ because salvation comes this way. Romans chapter 10, this is, a, let me go back to verse five. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does these things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Now who in here will agree, and y'all have heard me preach, and hopefully you've heard it, and it's gotten part of you, that your faith should speak. Your heart, your life should speak. I was at uh, my HOA pool, some this one friend of mine, he's a good Baptist, and God bless the baptist he said, what you preaching on tomorrow? I said, David, and I, started, I just started preaching it to about five, six people there. Now, only two of them I know are church people. So I just took the opportunity to have fun and preach to the people who don't go to church a little bit. And so we got talking about this, and somehow I got off on words. And I started talking about words. I believe with all my heart, our words dominate our life. That's right. And the problem with some people is, we don't take it serious enough. And I stopped and I said, and if I didn't have scripture on words, I would believe it for only one reason. Because one of my grandmothers told me for years, she would have high blood pressure, she would have diabetes, she would have circulatory problems. And guess what she got? Everything she wanted. Oh, how would you say she wanted that? Because that's all she talked about. And I can be real funny with this, I know I am. Now, I sometimes do not correct y'all here or y'all out in the world as quickly as I should sometimes because I have never thought it's my job to be the confession police and run around and go, don't say that. But but on some things, I'm probably going to do that occasionally because with you, I have covenant. Now, when I was a kid, and my dad, God bless my dad, my, my dad always had a faith attitude about prayer. I don't think I ever heard my dad pray maybe one time and that's because we didn't know what to do did I ever hear my dad say pray Lord if it be thy will he always found scripture for what we were believing for especially healing he would pray those scriptures over me he would ask for God and he would say now let's believe that he's done it so it so it was easy for me to grasp certain things but now my dad had always tried to be pretty positive now his, his mom Granny Vaughn loved Norman Vincent Peale and loved Earl Roberts so every time I'd go to Granny's house, I, I could read the guidepost, who remembers those, those books? Or I could read the, the books that she would order from Norman or Oral Roberts. And one of the things that she always had on the side, which I love saying it, uh, but it was something good is gonna happen to you. Well, guess where I get that, God is good to me. I get that from Oral Roberts. I, I stole that as a kid from that because I had a hard time believing that because who am I that God would be good to me? Because I know my heart. Again, I never did much, but I sure wanted to. Can I have an amen? Okay, okay. Has everybody got me on that one? You know what I'm saying? If I can only, you know, whatever. Okay. And uh, thank God for his forgiving and grace and for salvation. Here's the other side. I got saved at four, so I knew when I had those, that I knew it was sin. I knew it was wrong and it grieved God, so I had to judge it. Can I have an amen? amen. But those words. So when my dad really started seeing that in the Word of God about words, he started teaching me so we made a pact we had a covenant that if either one said bad words would say those are bad words daddy I was much quicker at it than him because I was younger and I wasn't in the habit of saying bad words but we got to where we corrected each other quite often not in a mean sense and everybody hey, can I have an amen not not in a bad sense but hey hey we shouldn't be saying that isn't it amazing that we just read Romans chapter 10 and Romans man I lost my place again in Romans chapter 10 In that verse uh, five and six, well, come here, there we go. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. And the first thing he says is do not say. Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from the above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, I used to have a hard time kind of figuring that, uh, those passages out because who wants to go into heaven or you know, bring Christ down or, or who wants to go into the deep and bring him up? But the message translation says, uh, but trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No dangerous descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here as near as the tongue in your mouth and as close as the heart in your chest. So what is God saying here? You do not have to talk and ask for Jesus to come down. And you also don't have to ask for extra power to bring him back up or something like that. The power of God is available to you now in your heart and in your mouth when you believe it and when you speak it. But who's ever heard somebody say this? Boy, if we could just get God to send revival. My brother said a guy in his church, used to do that all the time, every, every week. Man, we just need to pray for revival. Oh, we need, Now, who in here knows we need to pray for God to move? and, 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 and you know, For his power in him. Paul actually said, pray for me that I would have boldness. He didn't say, God send power down here that I could preach. But pray for me that I will have boldness to preach. Amen. So it wasn't a question of whether or not God's power was available. The question is whether or not Paul was going to be bold enough to do it. Pray for me that I'll be bold. My brother said, this guy everywhere, man, we just need to move a God. Oh, we need to move a God. Oh, we just need to pray. We need to lock the horns at the altar. Oh, God. My brother said, can I ask a question? He said, what? he said what's it going to look like when that happens? He said, what do you mean? He said, well, what are you really believing for to happen? He said, does that mean more church attendance, people getting saved in the street, people getting healed in the street, people getting baptized, the Holy Spirit in the, in the park? He goes, what would that look like? He goes, help me here. He goes, I want to know what we're praying for. What's it look like? He said, the guy goes, well, I don't know. He said, He goes, he's told me this. He said, How about you do this? Why don't you just act like God's here now and there's an anointing now and just go out and do that stuff? Well, brother, I, 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 I can't do it without the power of God. And yet, the Bible just said, What did we read? It says here, The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we speak. For each. But I want to say again, Paul said, There are some things you do not say. David did not say the wrong things he said the right things and When it comes to salvation, you always have to say the right things first As a Christian, we should always be saying the right things I had a friend call me this week and we were talking. He's got a pastor friend and This pastor friend is all upset about the u.s. Economy going to a digital currency and that will come If you don't think it won't come You're foolish and you ain't paying attention. One of the reasons why digital currency will come is if they don't like what you do, you're turned off. And you don't buy or sell. What does that come from? Book of Revelation. You won't buy or sell at all. It's coming. There ain't no reason to be upset about it. There ain't no reason to be in fear of it. Because, and I can tell the atmosphere changes when I say that stuff because jesus is lord and the same good god that met our needs yesterday is gonna meet my needs tomorrow can i have an amen, amen. i ain't gonna live in fear of that but this p- friend of mine pastor friend minister friend, he told me this pastor friend his he said man he said this guy's almost in depression he said what well, you know and i said well, i said, well i said you know it's coming I said, but, I said but i've been here and it's coming for 30 years i said that doesn't mean it's gonna be here tomorrow it might not be here for another 40 years i don't know But why be worried about it today? But I promise you this, he is talking about that all the time. Because the Bible says, Let the words of my mouth, the greatest revelation for me in 2022, this is it, greatest revelation I got in 2022, I will say. Because I used to quote, Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing unto your sight. Oh God, let it be pleasing. And that ain't even what it says. It says let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart because my heart can't meditate one thing and my words speak something else so what I have to do first is change words and then I'll change my heart I'll throw this out to you who in here got saved if you saved say amen Amen. Jesus is Lord of your life say amen Amen. you believe that if you believe in Jesus you go to heaven say amen Amen. you believe that if you don't believe in Jesus you're going to hell say amen. amen and who in here knows that's the way the Bible says Well, Pastor Chris, that's just kind of hard. What if somebody don't want to hear that? Well, they're going to hell. I'm sorry. And I say that with compassion and love. Oh, I say it because I don't want them to go to hell. But the Bible says that if you're not born again, there's a penalty to pay. But who in here, remember, before you got saved? What did you do before you got saved? Now, again, I got saved at four. My sins at four were... Crying. I I don't know what I was doing it for. Can I have an amen? But who in here could say you had some good sins that you were doing before you got saved? Hold your hand up. Be proud of it, man. You ain't nervous to be ashamed because Jesus saved us. Okay. Did you go up to Jesus at that moment and say, Oh God, whatever. According to scripture, to get saved, what did you do? You said, Jesus, I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I confess that you are Lord. But was he Lord when you said it? No. No he wasn't. You were making him Lord as you said it. Because the Bible says confession is unto salvation. And your confession takes you into salvation. But some people act like they should get saved first and then they'll say something. Well, I can't say that but that, no, oh now, pastor Chris, now some people that. they do too. They do it on healing all the time. They do it on financial needs all the time. They'll do it on some of the things they say all the time. Well, I, I just couldn't say I'm healed if I don't feel good. I just can't say God's meeting my needs if I owe bills. I mean, I just can't say that, but that's what you do with salvation. Greatest miracle you will ever experience in your life. What did you do to get it? You said something first and then you got it. Yes. What did David do? He said something first And then he got it, but he didn't say the wrong things. Because Paul said again, do not say. I just don't know how we're going to make it. I just think God's just going to have to come down from heaven and do something great. And yet Jesus paid the most awesome price in the universe ever, highest price for anything ever paid. And he came so he can live in you. And that power, that word is nigh you in your mouth. You were called to speak those great words. You were called to look at giants and say, I'm gonna take your head off. I guarantee you, and I promise you this, most giants, if you bark loud enough, they jerk and run. Now, I've told y'all that story, Luke, he's about 16, and he was stout. And he looked at me, and he's like, he's gonna wrestle. I I I said, come on, son. I said, you wanna go? I said, you want a part of Papa Daddy right here? You want some of me? I said, let's go. I said, I'm gonna tell you something, though. I said, there's gonna be a day when I'm older and I ain't this strong. And you'll be able to do anything you want to with me. And I hope you love me enough that you treat me well and that you take good care of me. I said, but I'm gonna promise you something before God, that ain't today. (laughs) And I did that and he ran out of the room. Can I have an amen? I gotta be honest, he might coulda took me, I don't know. But you gotta speak. You've gotta speak those words. Now, there's so many scriptures and passages which deal with confession. But I'm gonna use this one in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he who would love life and see good days, who in here loves life, say amen. amen. Who in here wants good days, say amen. amen. Then it says, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. In fact, I can actually find scriptures in Proverbs which says the reason why the wicked have so many problems is because they won't shut up. They, that's my paraphrase. They just talk that wickedness. Now, again, this ain't anything against women, but women are much more vocal than men and are much more communicative than men. I guarantee you, me, Greg, Mark, Tony, <laughs> you you any man in here okay any man in here my every every man in here mr. man everybody we could spend 24 days together and we would probably not know much about each other but women can spend six hours with each other and they know everything can I have a second? they know stuff we men are never gonna touch who in here has ever gone off and been spend, spent time with the friend guys you come home and your first your wife's first question how they doing well they're good they're good they're good well how's the wife well she's good she's good well the kids well they're good well what are they doing well i don't know (laughs) well you were with him six i mean at least you have this every time i don't know if this one minister friend you spent six hours with him i said we didn't talk about that why'd you talk about sports ministry we didn't talk about each other we didn't care women very communicative and that's a, that's a, that's that's actually a good blessing. It sometimes can be a curse. It's also the same for men. Can I have an amen? Sometimes it's good that we don't talk, but sometimes we should, because the Bible says, "Confess your faults one to another." I mean, I mean, you know, you, you ought to have a, a, a soft heart on some of that. So there's nothing wrong. With, there, there's nothing wrong with either one. You just got to watch it. But if you are too communicative about your issues, all you ever do is keep having the issues. You know, you could get rid of a lot, a lot of medical and mental issues if you'd quit talking about them. That's right. Now, I, I've said this all my life. I can't prove this. This is, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go off script. I usually don't like doing this. This, this is something, this is my heart. This is my conviction. You don't have to believe this or not. Other stuff I preach, my opinion, you're wrong if you don't believe it because I got very scripture for it, but this. Most people, when they, they, they deal with something medical, in today's world, because of the way we're geared, because of the internet, most people create it instead of diagnose it. Because they'll find some symptom and they're going to find something. Why don't you, when you get that symptom, just get scripture and start fighting it? Well, I'm just wanting a good report, Brother Vaughn. I'm just wanting a good report. I got one. Whose report will I believe? Now, I've, I've actually told people this, and you know, I've met people say, said, I just knew something was wrong. I just knew something was wrong. I I, I, mean, I, knew, I knew Satan was, I just knew. And you kind of, but I watch them. They have talked to that for years. <laughs> a couple years. I just know I got something wrong with me. My mama didn't laugh past the age of 60. I probably won't either. I'll tell you right now. I just, don't, I just don't know. I have met, in fact, I told my wife, one of my big regrets in ministry is I have not kept what I'm going to call a storybook. Of all the stories I've heard in my life of people who have said foolish things that are crosswise to the Word of God and they miss out on the goodness of God and they'll blame God and they don't blame themselves at all for anything. And yet the whole time they are talking nothing but doubt and unbelief and fear. I'll throw this out. Who, who in here wants to have a sound mind? Amen. Strong mind. Amen. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power and a love and of a sound mind but how many people do you know talk fear on everything again I was talking about earlier we might be going to a digital currency what are we gonna do what are we gonna do I just I, mean, I, just, I, just, I just I just I just I just don't know what we gonna do well if you let fear in the Bible says when you let fear and strife in the devil has his almost every evil work he has full reign you shouldn't be talking those words well, Pastor Chris, I don't know what to say. I'll give you two, two options. One, speak scripture. Thank God I ain't got a spirit of fear. Thank God I'm bold as a lion. Option two, shut up. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Just don't say nothing. Yeah. Can I have an amen? amen. I, and again, not trying to be hard, but guys, in this day we live in, we need to watch our life. And the moment I say that, most people think, oh, pastors! thank God pastors preaching about drinking and smoking and cussing. I would rather be around a Christian who smokes, cuss, and drinks, who does not speak stupid idiotic spiritually than around some Christians who just let it drip off like rain. I just don't know what we're going to do, Pastor Chris. I've just been holding on to the altar, just believing for God to save us all. I just wish the the rapture would take place any moment because I'm just ready to get out of here. I'll tell you the one here I don't get. It's me being real honest about something. I don't know anybody in this church closer to their daddy than I was. I was close to my daddy. Now, it's only because I didn't know your daddy and you was a kid. (laughs) Okay, that's the option. I understand that. I say, it bothered me all my life how I'd handle my like my dad's passing, because I don't do good with goodbyes, never have. I'd cry, go visit cup, aunts and uncles for three days, cry when they leave. I looked at my Granny Vaughn one time, moment she pulled up, I said, when are you leaving? My mama and daddy about beat me, can I have an, that is rude, what is wrong with you? I looked at him, I said, I want to know how much time I got with her. I was counting the hours, I love Granny Vaughn. I looked at Lisa the other day and I said, I honestly wondered how how I'd handle it. I said, it always bothered me how I would handle it. She goes, well, I got to be honest, it bothered me a whole lot more than it bothered you because I didn't want to be married to somebody who's messed up. But I had friends who messed up. Does that make sense? That life change just flipped them. They mid and just flipped out. So I made sure that wasn't going to happen. But I've met people and I miss my daddy. Oh, I miss my daddy sometimes. I was working on something the other day mechanical and i couldn't fix it i couldn't figure it out i knew i could fix it but i couldn't figure it out at that moment and i was praying in tongues about it and i was praying about it and i was like daddy and i mean i'm all just i was like what would you do and i mean it just started you know And i thought uh oh, man i wish i could call daddy so what did i tell you i do every time that hits me i said father i'll just think of that daddy's in heaven I think your daddy's doing good and having fun, and daddy ain't out in Georgia in 97 degree weather, which I was, working on a piece of something mechanical at my house that I couldn't figure out why it ain't running. I still don't know why it started running, honest to God. I don't know if I just finally got it all hooked up right or something, something cranked up. I was kind of I shouted to heaven, kinda, I did. I was like, whoa, praise God, I was thrilled. But I've met people who've lost somebody in life or they lost a job? Or some tragedy? No, but you know what they'll say? I've heard people say this. There's a hole in my heart. What does that say about the Jesus who loved you enough to die for you and heal you from that? I just don't know why God can't heal me from this. Well, if you keep yanking the bandage off every time, there's a reason. I mean this with all my heart. I love my daddy. I miss my dad. I miss my mom. Now, me and my daddy was closer, but I miss my mom. Man, I miss my mom sometimes. My mom was a smart aleck and had that quick wit. I don't mean that in a bad way. She was just real smart. She could just be real smart, and sometimes I mean, I, real. And I mean, I miss having those conversations. Last years of her life was much better than, you know, some of the, the middle years when she went through some issues. And I mean, I, I, just, I just wish I could call her and tell her. In fact, to this day, I can, I've got them. I've got a bunch of old recorded messages from my mama and daddy, voicemails. I can't listen to either one of them. I did my mom the other day and I just welled up with tears. Missing mama. And again, I wasn't that close to her. Man, I miss my mama sometimes. What do I do? The words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart changes at that moment. Father, I thank you that mama's in heaven. Thank God. When my mama died, she had osteo real bad. She broke her shoulder. They couldn't fix it. Um, she had an ocular degeneration. She, had eat, she used to eat those big boxes of BC powders. She'd eat a box a week. And it had just destroyed her stomach and intestines. She'd had a ulcer surgery several times, her intestines. I mean, she, 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 you know, her body was just worn out at an early age, sadly. And um, some of it life choices, my opinion, just some of the attack of the enemy, a little of both. And uh, I think about that, man, thank God mama's in heaven. Man, mama's young, got that girlish figure, that great singing voice, that pretty smile. And Jesus knows exactly what color her hair is because none of us ever did because she changed (laughs) it all the time. Can I have an amen? I ain't got no clue. I went up there one time to visit and mama had a wig on and she could wear a good wig. Well, she knew how to do it. And I said, Mama, I said, did you get your hair cut? She goes, well, baby, I got a wig on. I said, well, why? I said, you know, because her hair. Last time I was there, she said, well, I was coloring it again, and I messed up. I said, what'd you do? And she showed me a thing. It was Bozo the Clown Red. I kid you not. I, it was a red. It was, I, mean, it was, it was this, I mean, it was red. I said, well, what? how did that happen? Well, I was playing. I was doctoring. I miss that can I have an amen but thank God she's in heaven thank God she's with Jesus she ain't got no health problems she ain't got no nothing I talk about that more now than I ever did man thank God mama's in heaven thank God one day I get to see mama can I have an amen and now, now again it's okay to grieve now but don't speak about it in such a way that Jesus can't heal it that's terrible to do I mean, I, Jesus paid the most awesome price to give you total healing and complete forgiveness I just feel so guilty about something I should have said you shouldn't even say that That's right. you ought to repent for that yes. and let that go and then say thank God God's forgiven me I think that God's made up the time or the difference I think that God you know there ain't no reason for you to carry that guilt and that weight all the way around all the time i got a question. Let me ask this question. I'm going a little bit over. Who in here was a perfect parent? Raise your hand. Go ahead and just raise your hand. Let's give them some honor and perfect hey. parent. Oh, praise God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you got one bold man of God. Amen. Let me say this. Who in here did you best, but you probably messed up? Well, we all can raise our hands on that. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, he goes, well, they just didn't listen. Amen. I love you. Amen. But who in here did you best? but you probably messed up. Man, you can carry guilt from that for years. i tell you what, dude, just repent over it. But don't carry that weight. Oh, I just did something again, here's my, don't even go there. I've heard people say, well, you, you don't like talking about failure, nope. not at all, can I have an amen? I, in fact, I never have woke up a day in my life and goes, you know, I think I'm gonna go find 25 people who hate my guts I'm just gonna spend time with them and let them build me up, no. I'm going to forsake not the assembling of myself with believers who build me up, who love me, who encourage me, who speak words of life to me. Now, as I get to close this, I'm going to tell you three things you should never say. You should never say what you don't have. You should never say what you can't do. Gotta have an amen? amen? And you should never say who you are not. Because words change atmospheres. I tell you, you know, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I, I probably said this, but I was on a plane one time and it was right after 9 11. I say right after a couple months. Man, everybody's freaking out. You know, just tens. And, uh, and I'm on an exit row. Flight attendant comes up and she says, Are you okay to sit on, you know, that whole thing, sit on the exit row? I said, Honey, I can throw people out of a plane as quick as you want me to. I said, If, I said, if we're going down, I said, But I'm telling you something, we ain't going down. I said because I got to go preach somewhere and I told her where I said and I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna get home She said well, that's good. I said all I know is this too and I did this on purpose loud I said and if there is somebody on board here with intent to do us harm. I hope he's sitting next to me I said that means the first thing I'm gonna see is Jesus cuz I'm gonna be in heaven. I Said but ain't nothing gonna happen to this plane. Now, I'm not responsible for all of y'all when I get off this plane, but this plane's safe until I get off the plane. Then you're on your own. I was just kind of cutting up. Everybody kind of laughed. I mean, I, you know, around laugh, but it broke the atmosphere. Yep. Words change lives. Yes, now, I'll throw this out as one more thought because I want to beat this home. Who in here grew up in a time when speakers came to your school, elementary, middle, high school, whatever, junior, and they gave presentations about success, about life, about achieving things? Anybody? Hold your hand up. I want to make sure everybody see it. You know what they don't do today? They don't do that. I think it's one of the tragedies of the education system. You know why? It inspired kids. Words. Words. If you ever think your words don't matter think back to your childhood when somebody looked at you and said buddy you can do it I still remember a lady by the name of Karen wrote songs for Marty Robbins I met her in Atlanta and I made a comment to her telling her how I felt called to be in the ministry and I said but I wish I had a better name she goes why I said well you know or Roberts ministry sounds great I said Chris Vaughn sounds terrible she looked at me and she said, That sounds like a perfect name for a ministry. You ought to be proud of that. I was only 16. Man, it welled me up. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. I was 17. 17. It was October of 83. And I mean, it just welled me up. Those words have ministered to me. In fact, I have a book in that bag that she sent me, and it has certain things, that, and I still read that book. It's one of those promises books, but I still read what she wrote to me words. So here's what i want you to do to make a covenant with your partners in your life you know in in life encourage each other to speak words i know just the other day i told lisa i said i said there's certain things i said we don't ever talk about it again i said we will never say these words and she looked she said okay i said those are not good words in fact I, i don't say this about the church or certain things in life anymore i just don't know i just don't know i will never say this again who's ever heard this we're just all broken people no I'm not I am the righteousness of God I am the healed of God I have the mind of Christ can I have an amen you shouldn't say that you shouldn't even go there now in in agree who in here knows everybody before Jesus is messed up but I'm not out of Jesus I'm in Christ I have Christ in me, the hope of glory, amen? Amen. So I am not going to talk on those words. Can I have an amen? Give me a good amen. amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now that it is with words that we can meet you. And so, Father, right now, if anybody's watching, if anybody's here, and I know everybody who's here, but, Father, right now, we thank you and we ask you, if there's anybody watching who doesn't know you, we have preached words. And Father, let those words be reminded to them that to be born again, to make Jesus the Lord of their life, they have to speak the name of Jesus. Whosoever shall call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. That if they will believe in their heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and they will confess with their mouth, Jesus is Lord, they shall be saved. But Father, let us all remember that is how the kingdom of God works in every situation. It is with words that we speak and a heart that believes unto salvation. So Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 Now, if you want prayer for anything, if you want hands laid upon you, I wanna lay hands on you, we're we're gonna do it right over here. Uh, Greg's gonna come up. There'll be some uh, uh, advertisements, I guess they are. There'll be some (laughs) pictures that float through and rotate and but greg's going to close us in prayer but if you would like hands laid upon you please come here as we pray if you can uh be respectful of that uh don't don't be too wild uh y'all can get some wild can i have an amen you be wild over there but we'll pray for right here but if you'd like hands laid upon you to encourage you to come up and let us pray for you
0: amen thank you pastor i had this verse already pulled up and then my phone went to sleep Paul writes in Philippians. This is Philippians 4.8, if you can grab it. It says, Finally, brother, closing out the letter to the Philippians, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue in anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. All right, you want to be depressed? Eh. <laughs> go to CNN for five minutes. You want to be depressed, go to Fox for two minutes, all right? It's all bad because bad news is big, good business, but we're not in the bad news business. We know, we know who holes created the world, came and gave us the plan of salvation for the world and holds the world in our hands. Remember, like I said this morning, we are the salt of the earth. We are God's representative on earth. No offense to the Pope, I got he's got the official title. I'm right there with you, Pope. If you're preaching the word, I'll stand right with you. So as we dismiss today, go out, spread the gospel. We're dismissed.